Today's show is brought to you by Operation Resiliency. Operation Resiliency was created by the Independence Fund CEO, Sarah Verardo, after attending the funeral of one of her husband's battle buddies who died by suicide. Operation Resiliency is an innovative solution to a problem unique to the veteran community. Each year, D'Anthony, more than 6,000 veterans die by suicide. That's right. Uh, 24 a day is the number that we're getting now from from independent contractors instead of just the VA. And it's a big problem. What Operation Resiliency does is targets units that had a particularly rough time either in combat or after with suicides or both and bring them back together for a four day weekend of camaraderie and, you know, to rebuild those bonds of brotherhood. you know, you're going to hear about it, some of it today in today's show, but it's a really good way of reconnecting people, uh, giving them control back over their lives. It's a non-clinical setting. Veterans participate in workshops, physical activity, peer-to-peer support. And I've, I've met with several of these units that have been through it, and the guys are still super close to each other now, years later. So it's a really good program. 543 veterans have already attended uh, Operation Resiliency Retreats. So to go to apply, go to the Independence Fund website, theindependencefund.org. Uh, click Apply for Assistance and then Operation Resiliency and fill out that form, and they will be in touch with you post-haste. And, and the beautiful thing about it is there is no cost. Um, so I really want to point that out out there. If you're looking to reconnect with your friends, uh, this is at no cost to you whatsoever. All you got to do is fill out the paperwork and they'll take it from there. Uh, go to the independencefund.org today. Welcome to drinking bros presented by ghostbed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, got a guest on the show here, William Yeski, who wrote Damn the Valley, which is out on Halloween. Did you plan that? Uh, it has to do with the... Put that about an inch from your face. There you go. Boom. There you go. Not there used you go. to it. There yeah, we, there we, we are. So... 31st of Hall- uh, Halloween, 31st October, is actually the first firefight that 1st Platoon was in in Hellman. So it all ties back in. Got it, got it, got it. Because usually you don't get to pick the dates. So when you write these books, you have a hope and a, and a dream for when the dates are, but you were actually able to get it to coincide with it. There was a little bit of pushback. I'm sure there was. <laughs> and which, like, I've got to know that backstory here. So it all ties. I mean, it ties into the whole thing. The, sure. The cover picture. Um, they weren't sure about that. They're like, I don't know about that cover picture. Um, so that was actually taken after a uh, vehicle IED went off over a thousand pound bomb and it flattened the compound that the guys were in from second platoon. Um, so so I mean, this is a real photo here and I'm going to hold this up. This is an, an actual real photo. Yeah. Um, and there, there was pushback on using a real photo. They, I was like, I'm not sure if I can get the permissions yet. I don't know about the quality, what we have. Cause it was like, really, I started with a Facebook picture. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy stuff. That's wild, dude. Um, maybe it was a DOD thing. No, they, they cleared stuff right away. It was actually, uh, so Sergeant Garcia is personal camera. I think he was a specialist at the time, but, um, Somebody took it because you can see in the picture, if in the, in the full one, and I'll get it to you guys, but you can see in the full one, the camera pouch that's unzipped mm-hmm. on one of the guy's hips uh, and somebody grabbed it and snapped it just inopportune. It's so weird. 
Man, whenever I hear these stories, I'm jealous. I, I wrote uh, my buddy's military biography. That was at the DOD for 18 months. So how long was this? Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> we had to call. I had to call every single Friday. It was like Andy Dufresne trying to get uh, books in the library at prison. So something, something weird has happened with this project because honestly, it took me three months. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> well, when they came back, um, they came back. So I, I put it in when the publisher gave the okay. Uh-huh. They were like, yeah, no need to go that far yet. And I'm like, mm. so I put it in and, uh, oh man, a few months, a few months went by and I went to check on it and they're like, oh yeah, I just finished it this week. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. And they're like, yeah, I got you this, this guy here. It should be done in the next two weeks. It's going to be all set. And I'm like, how long does it normally take? He's like, ah, well, we, we haven't been. And I sort of, well, what's your background? It's like infantry. Got it. Okay. So he just resonated with the book. Oh, wow. kind of took it on. Yeah, it was awesome. That's amazing. And uh, D'Anthony, we've had somebody on from First Bravo Company. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have. In a couple, the, actually. Yeah. Well, not from Bravo. Well, I guess we have. No, not from Bravo Company. Yeah. You I had, don't think so. We had, we've had Ben on who wrote Bravo Company. And we've oh, had, you're right. You're we've, right. We've yeah, had he, yeah. uh, Mac on. He was a sergeant major of the battalion. You're right. The, right. Yeah. He just, uh, he just wrote the book. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he was a Marine. Um, yeah. Which is, uh, you know. You have something from a Marine here today. I do, actually. Uh, my daughter put this together, and she said that Marines are going to need a translation, so she wrote this up in crayon. There you go. <laughs> it's all in crayon there for everybody. Uh, so you served for 11 years, correct? Uh, just under. It was about 10 and a half. I just rounded up. <laughs> i don't think anybody would have checked you know i don't think anybody would have called keep you myself on honest i gotta keep myself honest um what year did you go in uh so i joined 2008 i was 26 okay uh, uh and what was the reasoning behind it oh, i man. always ask that of, of everybody who's served who's been on the show i always ask them the reason for joining the military every single time so i didn't want to be a turd i wasn't doing anything productive and i was like hey you know what just jump out there. It's something you always wanted to do. It's a good reset button. And um, bam. But for you personally, or did your parents say, hey, you got to get off the couch and get and do oh, something Oh, no, no, today? no. I wasn't with them. I was actually, oh my God. I was, um, uh, so at that time I was, I had my own business. I was racing cars, actually rally. I was all linked in with, uh, oh man, there was some guys up in New Hampshire, um, Team O'Neill's, went uh -huh. to the rally school out there. Yeah, JT would have loved it. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and how old were you? Uh, that time? Mm, that was, what, 24, 25? Yeah, I was with BMW before that, too. Jesus Christ. So you had all these jobs, and then, then you were like, you know what? I'm going to hop in in the middle of this. Because at that <laughs> point, like, you know, just going back here, uh, obviously we had 9-11, which the anniversary was uh, yesterday. Yep. Um, that was seven years later, and at that point the war had kind of drug on and everybody was wondering how the fuck do we get out of this at that point. Um, and that's when you decided to get in. Yes. And, and simply to not be a turd. Exactly. I don't know. I know no rhyme or reason. I just felt, I was like, I, this is something I always wanted to do. So do it before you're too old and decrepit. And, yeah. and looking back on it now, do you wish you would have done it or not? No, it was great. It I, was. I, I wouldn't be like, I mean, that thing wouldn't have come out. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at now because the military really put the discipline in place that needed to be there. Okay. Um, and, and with that, uh, in this book that's, that's coming out again on, uh, October 31st, um, when you go over there for the first time and you realize, Hey, I'm not working for Mercedes anymore. Uh, how crazy is it when, when gunfire starts coming in? 
don't know. I loved every minute of it. It was not like, it wasn't your standard thing. I mean, I, you got to think I came in a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what I was getting into, you know, uh, basic training was a joke. You know, it's, you're kind of, you see the terrified faces on some of these kids and stuff running in during the shark attack and whatnot. And you're like, okay, guys, like this is not the real stuff is, is hasn't even hit yet. Yeah. So, um, and then Dan, did you have the same experience when you went in? Yeah. I mean, I was 24. I'd been to college twice already and a couple of drill sergeants tried to fuck with me a couple of times and it's like, all right, cool, man, I'll do whatever. This, this is what we're doing, right? And once they realize that you're not yeah. intimidated, they just don't, they move on to the next guy because it's not, it's wasted on you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was a bit of a smart ass too. <laughs> it's like, I remember I was actually talking to Ryan Spader about it last night. <clears throat> Probably the funniest interaction I had with my drill sergeants was uh, one E7 and one E6 were yelling at me trying to shark it's shark attacks like multiple dudes will yell at you to try to confuse you and shake you up and shit mm-hmm. and one guy was like get on that fucking truck and the other one's like you better not get on that fucking truck and he's like what are you gonna do now smart guy because they called me smart guy because i went i went to school and didn't fucking color yeah the whole college boy yeah, yeah. um and i was like i'm gonna wait for one of you to leave and i'm gonna do what the other guy says <laughs> he goes oh okay yeah that makes sense fucking asshole and he's walked away that was pretty much that was pretty much the end of me getting fucked with in base. But it was a joke, yeah. 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 Uh, Especially and, compared to being in the eighty second. Well, and and the thing is, I guess going in at eighteen years old, here's where I'm going with this. Going in at eighteen years old, um, and I'll I'll look back at, you know, uh, a minor comparison of like going into a fraternity, you're like, Holy shit, I can't believe this is happening or whatever, right? But at that point in your life, if you're twenty four, twenty five, you're kinda over the dumb shit you've already seen enough. <laughs> And you're like, all right, how is this person who's just a couple years older than me going to pretend to have authority over me? And plus, you had already had real jobs at that stuff. Uh, you had already gone through college at that point. So Yeah, most of the guys that were over me were younger than me. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. I was the old guy. Yeah, know? in the 82nd, most of the E5s are probably like 21 to 23 years old, something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it, got it, got it. You're just sitting there, and you're like, "Well, what the fuck, bro?" So I was there ever that conversation? Oh yeah, there. Um, so my I had a team leader. Um, so at one point, uh, Sergeant Alan Thomas was my squad leader, and uh, James Lee uh, was my team leader, and he was one of the other old guys. And he was like, "Look, man," he pulled me aside, and he's like, "Look, you got to chill, man. Just sit back, just keep your mouth shut, and just freaking do the dumb games. I'll protect you from some of the stuff." You know, he's like, but I, I know it. It's all just a game, man. Just don't worry about and it. And they were in on the bit. Like, yeah. hey, dude, we're, yeah. Just when we're out in front of people, shit. but yeah. we'll leave you alone when, you know. Yeah. Uh, how did you lose your finger, by the way? Oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So that was. That just popped up. I didn't see it until you were okay. well, did chatting. It, and I was like, yeah. I think I shook your hand when, yeah. I came, when you came in. Did you feel it at all? I, people... I feel everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the old nub. Everybody says that about me. <laughs> yeah, how'd you get nubbed up like that? What happened? So wood splitter when I was like 14 years old. I wasn't even military. It, it wasn't even military. I know. God damn, oh, show me your war wound. Yeah. No. Nothing like that. No. It was something totally different. It's all... like losing a foot to diabetes. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it made pull-ups hell, though, and rope climbs. Oh, my God. 14 years old. And what was it? A wood chipper? Wood splitter. What's a wood splitter? All right. So you have, have you never chopped down a tree class? before? 
No, wood splitter, you chop down. down trees, and then there's this pneumatic press that has basically like a giant axe blade on the end of it, and it presses the wood through to split it. You never seen one of these? No. I, we used one in wood shop, but it was uh, the saw. That's so not, it's, you know, it's totally different. Uh, no, I, I understand that. but uh, So, no, I've never seen a wood splitter. I didn't grow up on, like, a farm or anything like that, so there was no reason to split wood. <laughs> In, in my apartment complex as a youth, you know, there you go. I think it was one tree for the entire apartment complex. So yeah, uh, we I would did, have cut have it down. <laughs> Actually, I thought about it the other day. I'm getting sick and tired of these like preachy high road fucking signs inside of bathrooms. It's like, oh, we we're saving the fucking planet. <clears throat> the first time I ever saw one was at a movie theater in Greenville, South Carolina. I walked out and burned a tree down in the parking lot afterwards. <laughs> you have to. Like we're saving trees, and I saw it in my hotel room last weekend too. Not this past week, though, sick. The one before we were on the road, uh-huh. it was like, oh, to save the planet, fucking hang your towels up and let them dry. That's not saving the planet. That's saving your lazy ass more work. It Fuck sure is. you. So I threw every single towel on the ground. Yeah. Saving and then you ask for more. Yeah. And then you ask for more. You like, I want, I want them to have to kick the door down because there's so many fucking towels in there at the end of my stay. Fuck these people. Man. Yeah, I'm with you on that Stop one. Stop trying to moralize your laziness is all I'm saying. If you, don't, if you want to be like, hey, it saves us a lot of time if you don't do this. If they did that, I would fucking be on board with it, but fuck them. I was watching a Mr. Beast video the other day. George, I know you're a fan of his. Uh, so are my kids, obviously. And it was uh, people, I think it was 12 people, YouTubers, they had to keep their hand on a plane. And whoever did it the longest won a private jet. This is the 1970s all over again. I'm here for it. I know. I, it, it was great. And I was, I'm all in for all of his shit, uh, except for his trans buddy, obviously. But uh, um, as they're doing it, they said, look, you got to get inside the plane. We're going to fly around for a, bit, a little bit to a secret location. You can't take your hand off the inside of the plane on certain elements and things like that. And then they just kind of flew around for like three or four hours and then rolls. brought him back to the same place. Okay. But at the end of the video, he puts up a card that just says, don't worry. The carbon footprint that was emitted from the the private jet, uh, we planted enough trees to match that, and I was just like, "I'm all good on that." You know, I, can, <laughs> can we even prove that? Well, well, he, uh, well, yeah, 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 because trees really? trees absorb a certain amount of carbon per year. It's it's you can. Oh, so that's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real yeah. thing. But okay. I would what I would like to do is find out where he planted the trees, and I will go uproot every single one of them. Yeah, it's out there. Burning <laughs> I'll burn them. that forest to the them. fucking ground, dude. <laughs> See, that's funny. I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah i'm just tired of this shit so now it's like i was content to stay at my house and mind my own business but you've provoked me and now i'm going to become an eco-terrorist that's like my only option at this point that's kind of it anti-peta I mean, yeah i'm like all the uh from captain planet all the villains on captain planet there i'm gonna go. start poisoning the reservoir burning fucking woods down i don't give a shit that's what we need to do and I know you're an entrepreneur. Uh, maybe you could help him out with that. Maybe start an app or something where he can destroy everything that is here to save the earth. Geo, and... Geocache locations. Exactly. Yeah, and then that, that way Dan could just kind of pop up and burn shit down or melt <laughs> it or shoot it. Yeah, if we can get a satellite it. up there with a laser on it, I won't even have to leave my house. Wow. Isn't that the space lasers for Jews? I'm a little Jewish. Call of Duty Are stuff. You? Yeah, true. my grandmother, maternal grandmother's Jewish, which by their fucked up rules... You are falls then. on me, but I, I haven't like I don't think I it's not like an Indian casino. I can't just show up and claim Jew. I think you, you know? can. I don't think so. I think he's fucking Jewish, dude. <clears throat> um, can we find a Jewish jingle for Dan today back there, Bob? Something we could play that makes him feel at home today. I dreidel, didn't know dreidel, you were Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were Jewish, but we'll do it today. Anything by Barbara Streisand. Let's are we on Patreon today? Let's do a Streisand song I think, if we can. I think well, her stuff is copyrighted, but I don't think old Jew songs are copyrighted. 
Is it called? Is so on Spotify? Is it called <laughs> Old Jew Songs? Yeah, How does that work? Playlist, yeah. yeah, is it the Old Jew playlist on there? And do you agree with Jew Face? Gentle. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? You know what Jew Face is? No. Oh, it's huge in Hollywood. Uh, you got to start thinking about that. If you're going to cast a movie for this book. I'm pushing that. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do we got here, Bob? What's this? I'm just playing the soundtrack to Yentl. Oh, big fan. It's mostly about no- noses. I don't know. Uh, the whole thing, very, right? Very weird, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I can't even hear what the fuck's happening. Turn this stupid shit on. Or play, so- play something with some balls. Or <laughs> is there Jewish death metal? There probably is. There probably yeah, is. Right. Probably you gotta, there. Is there a Schindler's There's List playlist? There's a band playlist? called is The Sugar. From, uh, and the Schindler's Sugar List? is a place in Israel. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. thought it was just a saying that everybody threw out, you know? The Sugar. Yeah. yeah the Sugar's a... Yeah, it's, well, they're uh, just it's going Yiddish, Yiddish on you, yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, what do we got there, Bob? What's what's this one? Jewish death metal. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> but if, it's, if it's Jewish death that, metal, let's say osmosis? I mean, that looks like Jewish death metal. That's really funny. It's also Ukrainian colors. There we go. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude. That's really funny. Move over, Modest <laughs> Yahoo. That's for you, Dan. We found out Dan's Jewish on the show today. So a little Jewish death metal. That's great. All right, Bob, I think we're all done with that. Kent, I think we're all done with that. that my was grandmother great, was a denier, though. Was she really? Not of the Holocaust, just of her own Judaism. She converted to Christianity. Later on in life? For my grandfather. I don't know. They probably, I think they met when they were young teens, like 13, 14. So. Yeah, you always she was, wonder she how was that playing works. semi-professional basketball in a mill league in South Carolina. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> For women? Oh, yeah. Was that a thing? I, apparently, it was uh, probably the mid-1930s, I guess, before, before he got drafted. So. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> and did he go fight because of Jews and everything? Um, he was, uh, uh, no, he never got into the war. My, gra- my paternal grandfather jumped into Luzon in the Philippines. During, okay. Like, before, uh, uh, well, I guess it was co- concurrent with the Great Raid. Right? Got it. But they were doing different operations. He wasn't on that. Op, but No, my, uh, my maternal grandfather was on a ship on his way to China when we dropped two bombs. On somebody. Fuck, I don't remember yeah, who, who was, was that. Who was that? <laughs> it's not like there was a movie that came out recently about it. Uh, yeah, Pearl Michael, Harbor. Yeah, was it Pearl No. <laughs> Whatever. Oppenheimer, brother. <clears throat> Go see it in theaters. It's great. Uh, my grandfather was uh, World War II. He was on submarines, though. Mm. Um, so he was going back and forth, and uh, the the one like he never really shared what what happened or whatever. But he did say that he got to do two New Years because they took the Crossed sub. It in yeah, as a deadline. Yeah. And uh, and so I know about that. Now with I, you, I, here I want to fuck across the internet. This is everybody's got their fuck you money thing they want to do. Well, first of all, I'm going to kill pedophiles, right? Yes. In mass, I'm gonna, like thousands of these sons of in mass, yeah. Um, but one thing for myself that I really want to do is to take a ship to the international dateline or find maybe some land that I don't I don't know where the fuck it is even, and I want to fuck across it. I want to fuck somebody from the future and then fuck them from the past. Oh, that's well. great, right? Same person? Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Are you married? Yes. Okay, you are. So yeah. you can't do that anymore. Uh, I mean, it could well, be her. Yeah. It could be her. Okay. If she just wanted to, get her to, be? to agree to it, yeah. How long have you guys been married? Uh, well, oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, so, what, 15? 
15 years? Yes. You, no, you no, probably no, want to no, switch no, it up. No, no. no she's 15. Oh, she's 15 years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he plays uh, shortstop. For young. The, he plays shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays. So. <laughs> Demi Lovato? Come on, Dan. <laughs> what? You're killing me. That's what we're doing here today. You know exactly what Drinking Bros is about. Uh, so t- give us the cool shit here. Give us the cool stories from the book that you were in. All right. I mean, I don't want to give away too much from that, but I, it, there was so much packed into there. Like, people don't even believe how much happened. They're like, there's no way. That was a course of a year. No freaking way. Just so when they went back and uh, I think it was 2012. um, I can't remember exactly what Colonel it was, but they uh, did a, like a ground survey and they were, they kind of calculated everything. They were saying there was a landmine every 200 Mm. feet. Do you remember these stories that Mac and were telling they're, they're just on patrol and there's fucking anti-personnel, anti-personnel mines. I was not fucking everywhere. Nothing. Yeah, and that's what I want to hear. Like, tell me the cool shit, yeah. dude. What happened? Well, that's not, not cool shit. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> look, this is, but uh, it, it sucks, obviously, but this is what everybody yeah. signs up for. They want these stories, right? Or, or you think you do, at well, least. Well, no, you want to get, get into, into it. You want to get into gunfights. That's why we yes. get in. Like, I jump, we, our, our motto is we jump out of planes and shoot people in the fucking face. You yeah. Know what I mean? yep. But if you're just walking around, the enemy won't engage you and bombs are going off around you, that fucking sucks. And, and did you get to shoot people in the face? <clears throat> Personally? Yeah. Probably not. What do you no, mean, probably no, no, not? No, I didn't. I mean, you return would, fire, sometimes you don't know. And that's, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, on, on that end, so when, I, when we got to the valley, uh, I was placed as the RTO. So that's radio transmission guy. So I'm just running around shooting airwaves as opposed to shooting bullets. Gotcha. Um, and then what's that like? Um, like, what do you mean by like, what's that like? Well, as all this is going on you're around you, at, you're like, right, oh, but you're crap. on the phone essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, we need help. are you like, Hey guys, can you keep it down? I'm on the fucking phone here. <laughs> um, I, yeah. How, how does that shake out for you there? I mean, it's just, you literally just have to focus on that end. If you go anywhere else, you know, that's not your job. You know, you're focusing on what's going on around you. You need to make sure you're relaying the information from either the LT or the, the squad leader that's out there with you. Um, because really, I mean, you're, you're the battlefield picture. The commander, especially at that time, maybe now, like the amount of uh, ISR and eyes in the sky and everything that they have, it's just totally different, different ballgame now. <clears throat> but you are the eyes on the battlefield. So, I mean, if you're relaying this stuff, hey, we are here. Yeah, if you're in a tech, if you're in troops in contact and you're trying like that, because I had to fight. I was RTO for about six months when I first got over there. Yep. The next 10 or so, I was uh, on a line unit. But you have to fight your instinct to get into the fight sometimes. Yes. You know what I mean? Because if you're, if you're in a tech, if you're troops in contact, you got to call in fucking air support. you got to call in QRF and all this shit. Otherwise, everybody's fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sucks. And I've seen it isn't just RTOs do that shit. Uh, our docs will fucking treat dudes while bullets are flying around we have paos like fucking press people taking pictures while shit's going on with no weapon even on them it's that that shit they're way crazier than we are like That's i still wild. have a gun that i know how to use right right you know right I mean? and if they shit don't. gets hairy i can really get into it but fuck man they're just like out there I mean, medics have guns too but it's that's their secondary okay their primary is to treat people so what was one of the craziest stories from this book that that you can chat about here there's I mean, there's so many, like really there's three main ones. Um, the day that, uh, Sergeant Brunkhorst, uh, you know, was killed that day was nuts. I mean, between, um, that actually started off the night before we were coming back from a patrol and a kid that was, um, I 
it was his first patrol out with us. Uh, so we kept getting replacements and mm-hmm. stuff. And it got to the point where we didn't even want to talk to him. We were like, uh, we don't want to know you because more times than not, you know, they're more of a liability. They haven't been through it. They, they don't know how to anticipate the moves um, of the other guys out there. So two guys in front of me, there's private bets walking and bow, you know, goes off. Oh crap. So me and doc run over and doc's checking them over. I'm like, Hey man, like got him on the radio. How bad is it? Medivac's on the way, but we got to send it up. And, uh, doc just, he's like, I don't, I don't know what's wrong, man. Like, I mean, he obviously got hit by something and he's screaming and, um, it was buried too deep. So it essentially broke his leg. It shattered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the overpressor yeah broke his leg well he was also wearing those new um <clears throat> those new boots they fielded mm. so there's steel shanks in the bottom and that actually ended up what ended up saving him mm. so it goes from that so we met a vacuum you know we have uh myself and one of the other kids we go across and you what you have to do is you have to crisscross so that this helicopter doesn't come down land on a landmine yeah so essentially you're checking it yourself instead of the helicopter <laughs> You're able to just laugh about like this is a is a crazy story, and you're it, like, well, it, is, it, it is was crazy. my you know, day. A, that was the that was what happened on Tuesday. That's what you had to look at it as, because if you got in your head about it, you were done. Well, there are people in uh, in the '06 to '09 time period we called route clearance, and mm-hmm. like, no shit, their job was to drive around and try to get blown up. Yep, like tr- drive around and try to find where the bombs are. So when we have to do kinetic operations, we don't run into shit on major through fares and shit like that. They had these huge apparatuses and stuff that they would put on the front that would hit these mines. Yeah, it was glow stuff. plugs. It was a bunch of uh, diesel engine glow plugs and a fucking wooden box hanging off an arm on the front of the vehicle. It's fucking stupid. Holy shit, dude. And yeah. so are you wearing a special suit when you're inside of no. these trucks? No. You're just driving around and yeah. you're like, all right, great. Yeah, this is what I do. It's retarded. How many of those people died? A lot. I was going to say, yeah. it doesn't sound safe. It doesn't like, so sound the great. Unit, the unit that ripped us, that replaced us in, uh, in place, um, I think lost 16 dudes in the first two weeks. Something like that. <sighs> Holy shit. I think, I think they were first ID. We had mistaken. something similar to where they <clears throat> didn't clear a culvert we told them to, <clears throat> and they rolled through it. There's six yeah. guys gone. Like, we were aggressive. We fucked people up. On it. We would just walk out and fuck people up for no reason sometimes. You know what I mean? Like Ike Turner. Yeah. For example. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sometimes you got to put some hands on Well, he was doing a fucking, somebody showed an old interview from him. He's like, why did you hit Tina? He goes, well, sometimes she'd be walking around with her bottom lip poking out all sad. And I'd be like, look, you got to straighten your attitude out. Bam. He actually did that. Bam. Did he really? On the the interview. And he goes, then she would cheer up. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? I don't know if it worked on Tina, but it definitely worked on Iraqis. It it, it worked on Tina. It works in well, for sure. She so. she had an amazing career, and you got to think at least part of it is due to getting slapped in the face. Find that interview, Bob. Find that I turn her in. I just saw it this morning on social media. I yeah. fucking laughed. I actually had to take a nap after because I laughed. <laughs> I laughed too hard. <laughs> and that's what happens over there, right? Did you ever have to slap an Iraqi? No. Across the face? No. <laughs> Why not? Here, he, was in in, he was in Afghanistan. I would have broke him. Yeah, number one. They're, yeah, well, they're, not a lot of Iraqis in Afghanistan. Oh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> a few. Yeah, there. Well, maybe. Yeah, they would pop up on stuff like, oh, hey, this guy was seen over here. Like it was. So you have like biometrics and stuff, mm. and you'll yeah, the bat hide system. Yeah, still and you'll catch back like, whoa, these guys came from over here. Like what? Are they? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. here to fight. Yeah. Um. And so, what is the valley itself then? 
So the valley was the Argonaut River Valley. Hey, you never let me finish the other story about stuff. I mean, you had, I mean, this rolled into like bets. That was the beginning. That oh, was the catalyst. Fire, fire away. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I, look, don't let us stop you. Go no, ahead. I, yeah, 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 yeah. For real. <laughs> um, so it went from that into, uh, they went out, the platoon sergeant comes out and everything, and there's going for BDA, you know, so that means battle drill assessment. They want to see what's going on, what mines they're using and stuff. And um, our platoon sergeant, Sergeant Hill, went out there with a squad to sit, and we went in because we were at the end of a three-day. Well, they woke up, and they start looking around, and they're seeing flags, and they're seeing tripwires, and they're like, what the hell? And we were sitting in the middle of a minefield that was just completely, I have no idea how we got that bird, like, down without blowing up. You know, or that bird getting blown up too. But I mean, that went into uh, that day we had. Um, so Lee ended up getting his leg broken in the same area uh, from the same type deal. Um, landmine was too, too low. Then Ediger lost his leg. Brunkhorst disappeared. Um, and it was just, that's the one where Kessling actually wrote about with the, uh, the guys picking up pieces of Brunk and putting them in body in plastic bags and stuff so i mean it was it was a rough it was like a rough three days right there it was just how many how many people do you think you guys lost uh i mean lost we lost three, three. uh but um as far as casualty rate like with the amount of limbs and stuff like it was it was weird because when we got back to calf it was like so kandahar at the very end of things and you're like oh hey where's where's Rardo? where's you know, um, this guy over here, like, they're like, oh, you didn't know, man? He got blown up months ago. Like, what? Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah, so they moved us because the, the valley was so saturated. So they pulled us apart, and we were operating as platoons. And that's another reason why that book is from the platoon level, is because there's no way for me to cover everything that happened in that company. And that's why, you know, when some stuff came up on the other end, I was like, there's no way you can write unless it's a series. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but, but when you're talking about a series, this isn't a series. This That's is, not a series, no. Yeah, this is just one. Yeah. Although, I, I mean, I'm trying to get guys to put their own stuff down. You know, I'm like, hey, there needs to be one from second. There should be one from third. You know, you guys should put it down. So it's a little bit of a press, too. Yeah. No, I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, because I was uh, looking at you, um, like, on your social media feeds, before, you know, before you came in and all yeah. that other stuff. Uh, and it says it's a novel. Uh, on here, but this is actually a biography essentially about your life. So yes and no. Um, there's other guys stories in there as well. So like the portion that I wrote, um, prior to, like I wrote my portion and then kind of started realizing like, all right, I need to get other things triangulated. Like, so I, I want to get this thing right. And then it turned into, all right, let's start putting in stuff from other guys and pulling their ends of the story as well, because some guys like had a better account than I did of what was going on. So, I mean, it's all written into there and it's all been signed off on, um, all the guys from first and stuff have been looking it over as we went along. We're like, Hey, this is wrong. This is right. I don't think this should be in there kind of like, or you should be a little bit more respectful about this end, uh, a thing. So, I mean, it's, it's published as nonfiction again, like we talked about before through the DOD. Yeah. And there's, um, there's actually a follow on, uh, and the, the story that that came to be, there's a follow on at the Airborne and Special Operations Museum in Fayetteville on Veterans Day. Um, and that has to do with, so that front picture there, the flag that they're pulling out, uh, I got a call once the project started. And one of the guys is like, hey, 
I have that flag. And what do you mean you have the flag? And he's like, I have the flag from that picture. I brought it back with us. Um, I just thought it was special. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what, what can we do? Can we get it? Would you be willing to like bring it to the unit or something? We were trying to get it in the, the two fury display case or something outside of the unit. And, um, they, sometimes it's hard to get a hold of them, you know? So, I mean, I kind of waited on it, kind of talked, tried talking to a few people and, uh, within that got a hold of the museum and they were like, oh yeah, like this would be amazing. So we started talking around more and more stuff started surfacing. Like there's a suicide bomber incident, um, that the book talks about with, uh, with Lee, my old team leader. And he wasn't my team leader at the time, but, um, he had taken off his assault pack and we're at a blocking intersection and he puts this bag down and he's going to grab drink of water and take a break for a second, like right next to, uh, where Sergeant Thomas is. And, um, one of the guys who starts talking, Hey, Hey, there's uh there's another guy up here and they needed somebody else to check them. You know, the way they were checking security on, on people, you got one guy doing the check-in, one guy standoff and we had an Afghan police guy with us, but, mm, um, and what do you, what do you mean? Mm. Uh, they're not to be trusted. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, this guy, what, like, I don't, I don't remember if I'd been out with this guy. We had a Terp that we could trust. Um, yeah, but it's like a fucking mountain lion. I've seen people interact with him and not die, but I'm all set on that. Yeah, <laughs> probably best to stay away yeah. at that point. <laughs> but so he's, he's going up to check, and then he, you know, this kid yells. And Lee takes off at a sprint, and boom, you know, this bomb goes off. And what had happened was um, the guy actually had his, the pressure plates for this thing on his knees. So he put his hands up like he was, like, surrendering. And he goes down to his knees and disappears. And a bunch of ball bearings and stuff. Well, the head always remains, usually. That's the only thing that's, that you can see. The head will pop up. Sometimes yeah, flip the up fuck in the air. out of here, dude. Oh, I found his ear. <clears throat> Just like Van... Shit, we were talking about Van Gogh earlier, dude. <laughs> on the other show. We yes! Talking about well, well, his <laughs> name... His, believe it or not, the guy's name was Muhammad Van Gogh. Was it really? Yeah. Gosh, one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> he he the painted best. the entire <laughs> landscape with his own blood and brains. <laughs> Which is that's dedication. Yeah. Can I ask you something super dark then? Huh? Yeah. I've always wanted it. to know we, this. We got dark humor. It's all good. No, I know. Yeah. I look. We do this show for a fucking right? living, dude. But this is gonna be real dark. When somebody does that, and it's an enemy, and you don't fucking care, is there laughter? Is there like, holy shit, you saved us from having to fucking do it ourselves here? Like, what's the initial response? I've always been curious about that. Lee actually talked about that to me, and he was like, "What a." dumbass like seriously like i mean you're gonna blow yourself up for what you're yeah like, we so had it, one of those okay like watching on the fucking god cam some asshole trying to implant an ied and blows himself up and everybody <gasps> yeah everybody laughs yeah we always laugh like at that. you stupid yeah. bitch and do you watch it over and over again like it's a highlight because like rogers aaron rogers towards achilles last night i saw 58 different angles in like oh. 10 seconds is that what you guys are doing back there is just watching it over and over <laughs> just again? watching the feed yeah yeah and then calling all your buddies over to watch it as well <laughs> I mean, it's like, but that—that's there's something. Part of that is just how fucking boring combat is too. Like it's 15 minute rushes and then days of bullshit. Got it. It Sucks. Uh, And why (laughs) does the head remain every time? Uh, Well, usually when you're wearing a vest, right? Mm -hmm. It's all uh, like the way the way that it's packed. There's usually material over the outside of it, so you want ball bearings to go outward, right? But the force because there's steel on the outside of it, a lot of the overpressure. And energy goes inward towards the body. So it like disintegrates the torso, 
but it doesn't actually do anything to the head. It doesn't blow up. It's it's usually Semtex or Compi or something like that or dynamite or whatever the fuck. But uh, yeah, it'll it, it just like severs the head. It almost it's almost like a lightsaber sometimes. No like you can see a fucking fuse line right there, and the head will just fucking spin up in the air, or it'll sometimes it'll like fucking mushroom out because of the overpressure wave. But a lot of times it just like the head will stay intact. It's fucking cool to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've like I, I'd love to see it. I, no. I've never seen anything like that. I, I watched all the dark videos too. I don't know if I've seen it in a movie before. I, I don't, say, I don't, I don't know think if they've ever depicted that, it. But I but anybody that's uh there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's a first right there. Because <laughs> there was uh it was the thing where um I remember I, I want to say I think it was live leak back in the day where it showed uh those guys chopping off heads mm-hmm. with swords. Mm-hmm. It was um uh fuck. Uh, ISIS. ISIS was, chopping off heads. That was a machete, I believe. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, because they had to stand on it kind of. Yeah. Uh, some of those were nasty though, because they just like the first chop didn't do it. Yeah, they're they're just yes. hacking, and it's like, like uh, oh. that Berg guy. What the fuck was his name? Yeah, I think that's the video of the talking Oklahoma about. truck driver that was a uh, contractor for fucking yeah. KBR or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but they I've, used I've one of those, like, those, you know, those knives you use, the electric knife for ca- carving up a turkey. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, somebody, I, there's one out there. Somebody trying to use that, and it's like I'm watching them. Like this is gonna, I, I'm gonna have to take a see. And that is like, why there needs to be an intermission because it's gonna take a while. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. That's why I had a grenade right here, and I was like. Mm-mm, not ever gonna no happen. shit not ever gonna happen so you man. were prepared that like oh, hey yeah. if i get taken by one of these motherfuckers i'm just gonna pop this off and I'm, on, I'm good to go done well no, you, no you fight to like fight until you don't have it anymore and then freaking you're you know go ahead and turn them over and ah, guess what i'm gonna play the same game you guys do <laughs> no shit oh yeah have oh they you, do the same thing have you seen it in person what's that uh where somebody just pulled their own grenade and they were just like all right i'm not gonna win this one so fuck this guy no no no, no. oh my god no that's like a last resort like everyone's dead <laughs> hey, go we, we've had people on here tell the rat, last resort stories where yeah. you're just like it's either going your way or the other guy's way so yeah just out of curiosity um i never saw that like on our end but on um the afghan end, they like the booby trap stuff mm. we actually had intel at one point um came back to us hey there's gonna be a rigged body and sure enough, next few days, we found a policeman, uh, Afghan police, face down in the dirt. And the law says, hey, you got to bury this guy before, what is it? Is it sunset or yeah, some 24 bullshit, hours? Yeah. Something like that. And they make you guys adhere to them? No, 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 no. It's no, not the, the, the local, Afghan. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the uh, police chief, you know, one of the police chief, not ours, ours was actually a good, good dude, shows up. And we're on this and we're like, hey, it's an ID. We're just waiting for EOD to show up and, you know take care of everything and this guy was adamant just like we have to bury this guy the family is here and everything we're like dude you're gonna get people killed like stop no and finally it was like all right have fun bro and we backed off and they went in no fucking way. yeah they don't give a fuck yeah stupid uh, stupid how many people uh i honestly i don't remember on that one ballpark it was like six no no no. i think it was two or three two or three okay i and and you guys just don't tell me like hey you're gonna die why would you why would you risk this right now straight up told them were they family members i have no idea okay stupid because that would be i think like just trying to think about it as a parent right if it was my son or child like you know what i'm saying that i I can understand that right and then you're gonna run in and do whatever you can and chances are you don't want to live anyways uh, if it is your own kid or wife mm. or whoever it is, so I guess that's like where that. I, I, yeah, that's where I'm. They thinking. don't think like that over there. 
life is life is cheap. They, they'll mourn, but it's it's like the and not 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 even that life is cheap. They're just more used to death than we are. Yeah, I think. William, real quick, we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. 50% off the bundle package. It's the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. Still there. Still there, all right? Uh, take advantage of it while you can. Football has started. Uh, watched the game in the old bed last night. Had it up in book mode. So it comes with a remote control. Uh, the most popular version is the Split King, which comes with two remote controls instead of one. So each side can control uh, your own destiny and how far up you want to go or down. But being the misses last night, had that up in uh, TV mode. And uh, we like to split it between book mode and TV mode there. And uh, we watched the old Jets game last night. Uh, turned out to be fun, even though Rodgers got injured over it. Uh, it's great if you're hanging out and uh, and watching Netflix or sports or whatever it is. You'll never go back once you have it. The adjustable base is magic. I can promise you that. Now, if you have one, uh, you can get a mattress for 40% off of the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. And right now, they're still offering two free luxury pillows with a mattress. And the pillows are just as good as the goddamn mattress itself. Plus, they got the sheets over there. Don't forget about their sheets. Sheets are amazing. They got uh, weighted blankets. They got uh, mattresses for RVs now. They got all the things. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Uh, where, as always, they got a three-year pay-as-you-go program at the bottom of that. If you check that box and you have decent credits, all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. And uh, you can have a gigantic savings on GhostBed stretched out over three years. No matter what you order, go to GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we're going to take a second to thank our one of our favorite sponsors here, uh, Sheath Underwear. Wearing some right now. Uh, actually, Giorgio's wearing some, too. Every time Sheath pops up, we're always like, hey, you wearing it? Yes, we're wearing it. Uh, Sheath makes the most comfortable boxer briefs ever worn. If you're sick of boxers that are too loose or briefs that are too tight, Sheath is just for you. Uh, we've been wearing these goddamn things for years now. Huge fans of them. Once you get one pair, uh, it's going to change your life. They're the most comfortable boxer briefs you'll ever put on your body. Their stretchy fabric is made out of moisture wicking technology. Super soft. They keep everything cool and comfortable and in the right place. Uh, with sheath, these are the ones you can tuck your uh, into. You know what I'm saying? Give that a little uh, put your uh, D&Bs in there. They got a little pocket for those. Uh, and that'll help keep it separated. Uh, and that'll keep you cool throughout the whole season there with those dual pouches. Keeps your man parts separated. Prevents all those things from sticking together. It's a game changer over there. So what you're going to want to do is go to sheathunderwear.com uh, to get the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off your order. Again, that is sheathunderwear.com, promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off your order. And they've got the new bamboo pairs over there that are perfect for all weather conditions. Sheathunderwear.com, promo code DRINKINGBROS is going to get you 20% off your order. Next up, we got firstform.com slash DRINKINGBROS. Took those micro factors right before I came on the show today. 
Look, kids, we got to take vitamins every single day. Every adult over the age of 25 should be taking vitamins every single day. Uh, This separates it for you. It's in a nice, clean little pouch in a cardboard box. It's got a little drawer on it, flips open, boom, spits out the pouch. It's got all the vitamins in the same thing. You pop that in your gullet. You're good to go for the day. It's got the CoQ10s. Uh, the, the EFAs in there, the fruits and veggies, all the stuff that you need, but typically you were going to GNC for it and trying to uh, line up the counters with all this bullshit and scrape it along, get it out, get it out of your kitchen, get it out of your medicine cabinets. Uh, just order the micro factors and you're good to go. Uh, while you're on that site, peruse the rest of the catalog there. It's uh, firstform.com slash drinking bros. Uh, they've got the best energy drinks in the biz, in my opinion. Uh, those energy drinks from First Form are amazing. They ship those right to your house. Uh, they've also got these protein sticks that are rad. Check out their breakfast protein sticks over there. The breakfast sausages are my favorite personally. Uh, Bob likes them with the jalapenos in them. I like the regular ones. Uh, big fan of all of their products over there at firstform.com slash drinking bros. And when you're there, you're going to get free shipping off of orders over $75 over there. That's free shipping off of orders over $75 at firstform.com slash drinking bros. Gigantic fan of those guys. Last but not least, we got Hello Fresh. Hello. HelloFresh.com slash DrinkingBros50. You're going to use the promo code DrinkingBros50 for 50% off plus 15% off your first two months over there. It's a big boy savings. Uh, When you're going to the store right now, as you notice, grocery bills are through the roof. Inflation has hit the grocery bills even harder this year. The only way it feels like you can eat fresh uh, on a budget is by going to HelloFresh here. Uh, HelloFresh is uh, all the fresh items you would typically buy and get at the grocery store, and it is divided up into tasty little menus for you. Each one comes with a recipe card, super easy to cook. All of their meals you can cook in pretty much under 15 minutes over there. Uh, and it's again, it's the same things you're buying at the grocery store. So you're getting you know fresh bell peppers, you're getting fresh onions, you're getting fresh meats over there, uh, you're getting fresh rice, all the things that you would be ordering from the supermarket, but it's about 40% cheaper. There's no inflation on any of this over here. Me and my wife have had this for uh, close to four years. Typically have these meals Monday through Thursday. I know them like the back of my hand. Now, the good thing is they've got over 40-plus different options over there and 100-plus different add-ons over there. So you'll never get sick of it. It's not like you're eating the same meals every single night. Uh, you can also stock up your fridge with with uh, easy breakfasts. Uh, they got quick lunches and fresh snacks. Uh, just shop the HelloFresh market over there and add any of these tasty time-saving solutions to your weekly box. So what happens is they drop it off every Monday morning at my house. So Monday morning, I know the HelloFresh box is coming. Boom, pop it in the fridge, and then I'm good to go. Wife makes the recipes. And so by the time I get home from Drinking Bros podcast, 
It's on the table there. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off your next two months. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kits. Yep. It's been a rough couple of years. Yeah. I mean, like the, Fuck, the livestock out there, that was the first indicator that the valley was going to be really messed up because, like, we were, we were out in a field and um, we had one that we actually found, you know, so EOD's detonating it. And uh, this thing, and I'm watching this freaking cow. Didn't even flinch. And I'm like, oh, this is normal. Really? <laughs> yeah, the cow's yeah. deaf from listening to too much Jewish heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's going to happen a lot over there. Um, yeah, we actually had uh, uh, these dummies put like five 155 rounds and a, and a dead horse on the side of the road. It's like you didn't think we were going to notice a giant fucking dead horse on the side of the road with its stomach cut open like a tauntaun. We had a dead Idiot. horse too. Like that's so insane. Stupid. That's insane. But you can't hide that shit. I mean, I guess you could, but not. I don't know. It'd be incredibly difficult to maneuver that thing around in a way that you, it's not obvious that there's a bomb inside it. <laughs> we could see the wires coming out of it. It's like, oh, it's one of those new electric horses. <laughs> Shut. It the might. Fuck it might be up. one of the ones that I'll Jared show and Caleb sell. Actually, dude, my mind is blown right now. <clears throat> pun intended. Yeah, um, exactly. You've got a picture. I've of got it? a picture of a horse with. Yeah, the horse ID. Yep. It, it might be a 5G horse, like the internet <laughs> yeah. horse. That Jar- Jared the sells. internet horse. Yeah. Jar- Jared's always uh, pumping this uh, internet horses. It's horse Wi-Fi. The premise basically is that as a human being in America, you're never more than 100 feet away from a horse. All right. Uh, which so is, horse fi. Yeah. So you just, with enough of these things, <laughs> we don't even need Starlink. It's true. You really don't, dude. Elon if there's enough horses out there. there. Chip the horses. Um, you might have something there. And at this point... Because, again, you've sacrificed a job at Mercedes and, and all this other stuff. As this is going on, are you like, man, this was a bad decision coming over here? No, not at all. I you loved, loved it. it. I loved it, honestly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's wild, I mean, there was man. bad days and stuff, but at the same time, like, it was just like, I don't know. It's like you commit to it, and it's, you're just in it. Yeah. You're also hanging out with your boys every day, too. Exactly. Sometimes a little bit, a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you, you're getting to fights from time to time. So you're what? You go in at 24, 25, and then you come out at 36? Well, let's see, 26, 2018, because I did a few years in the reserves. I don't even know, what, 38, 37? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and at it, it, that point, like, you know, because I always ask Dan this all the time, of like, how do you come back to the real world and take any of this shit seriously? So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So uh, it was a day one. Uh Man, I went out. So there was, I was at, I was looking at contracting jobs, all those like, hey, this is going to be sweet, sweet government uh, cash on these contracting jobs and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, I had a, I had some leadership that just wouldn't let me go and interview for this stuff. Why? Dan, why? <laughs> why does leadership in the deuce do these things sometimes? It's not just there. Oh, no, it's I know. Like, it's everywhere. Soft is like that too. I've had plenty of buddies get fucked around. I mean, now the, if you're getting ready to retire, not just ETS, but retire, you're supposed to have six months to do an internship at the end. And I've had buddies that are lifelong soft guys get fucked around and stuff like that. You're it's lucky just, if you get a month. <clears throat> there's cunts everywhere in life. Yeah. And sometimes when you're in the military, you don't have a whole lot of recourse against your immediate command unless you want to be that guy that causes trouble. 
You know what I mean? And it sucks because there's a lot of fucking blowback from that shit. But what's the reasoning behind it? What was the reason they gave you of why you couldn't there's no do reason. it? There really, there really was. Yeah. I mean, I had a plan. I had stuff out. And he was like, yeah, no, we need you here. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And that's it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can't spare you. And they do that with schools all the time, too. Like the, a, a slot will open up for sniper school or something. Like, oh, sorry, we're in, we're in an ITC right now. We can't let you go right now. It's like, you don't want to fucking improve our battalion by adding another sniper to it you is it mean? political no it's not political it's mm-hmm. just bad leadership it's no. it's micromanaging mm-hmm. and insecurity and just shitty leadership well they also so and that was part of it too with the schools <laughs> thing i would keep my guys busy so when i came uh at when i was at the end um i was kind of a it was like a squad leader platoon sergeant it was weird i was at a re- rear de- detachment so most people were forward um in iraq and i was just basically like punching i was already punched out you know, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm finishing up my last six months in the military. They put me over there. They're like, you're not going forward because you're almost done. Like, take care of rear D. I'm like, oh, no. But all the kids back there, I was like, okay, we just got to keep them busy. You know, and was like, hey, who wants schools? All right. Who's got the best PT score? All right, you're going to the freaking this school. And then all of them like perk up like, wait, what? Yeah, because your brigade gets slots allotted to them regardless of your deployed. But or nobody not. ever asked S3. Yeah, so it's like if you don't, if you're not proactive and go ask about it. And then when you're yeah. on... If you're if you're on so the new kids don't know I was mm-hmm. a, I was a rear D commander for a while, a while as well. My guys were in Haiti, and they don't know shit. I mean, they're fucking 17, 18, 19 years old. They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But the unit won't come down and tell you. They just like will be like, oh, our guys are deployed. We don't need that. Yeah. It's like what? It doesn't make sense. So is that why it's the military is so fucked as is? Is because the best of the best aren't doing what they should be doing, <laughs> and they're not getting promoted to the positions they should be. I mean, this is the case in in management. In any business. Yeah. It's right? everywhere. It's, a, it's not unique to the military. Just got to figure out how to navigate <clears throat> it. Gotcha. Because, you know, now that you're out, um, you know, it, it says uh, you run a marketing company now here. <laughs> and so I, start, I started that. All right. So <laughs> yeah, because I'm <laughs> this like, went from dude. getting fired on day one. So I went to work for a car place. I'm not going to mention who, but I went to work for a car As a place. salesman or? No, no, working on them, wrenching on them and stuff. Okay. Like, he was like, well, what's your background? And I'm like, well, I raced with BMW for a while as a mechanic. And like, and then I went on to do, go do my own stuff. And they were just like, whoa, like he's got the cred. He's got this stuff. Okay, we'll give him a shot. And it was like the universe was just like, not today. <laughs> Everything went wrong. I mean, I had stuff like, it was like the weirdest, weirdest stuff. Like, like um. Oh man, there was a car I worked on, and then out in the parking lot, the oil was draining out of it onto the. I'm like, what? It just weird, weird stuff. Um, fired from there, was pissed off, you know, kind of head hung low. Um, went back to school, finished business school in two and a half years. Would have been two years. Uh, started, you know, pandemic hit. Okay, so how do you adapt? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe I can take this and uh, go gear it towards small business and helping them survive through there and giving them kind of those resources that big business has. And, uh, that worked out really well and went forward to, I started realizing like, Oh, you know, if you actually just put forward the work and the discipline and you have a freaking framework, you know, you can go anywhere. So, uh, Cornell did some stuff over there, went to Columbia business. Um, actually just finished up the last up there with a CMO course. So going to be alumni there. Okay. Um, while writing the book at Cornell, <laughs> uh, no Columbia. Oh, Columbia. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. I, I mean, but what it's, is it like a, a, a CMO certificate or some shit? Um, yeah, what it's one it? of the, certi- but it's like one of the extended programs. Mm. So like you can put it towards, you can take the graduate stuff and put it towards, 
you know, I mean, MBA or... Yeah, those are good courses. I mean, a full MBA is kind of pointless, to be honest, but... Yeah. You know... I, it, I think some of these for, new programs are great. Going to go into an MBA, and this is for any of you out there that are thinking about doing it, go to a prestigious university or don't go at all because yep. the, the coursework doesn't fucking matter. What matters is the Rolodex you get afterwards and all exactly. the business contacts. That's yep. what really – it's just like – that's why everybody that's rich sends their kid to fucking Harvard Law mm-hmm. for the same goddamn reason. They go to Princeton first and they go to Harvard Law for, or Harvard MBA that's why just, ha- just for the Rolodex. It's, yeah, it's, it's for the connections. That's yeah. why Harvard will never end the uh, – oh, what is it? Is what it? When everyone wanted banned when affirmative action got struck down. <laughs> Legacy program. Legacy, yeah. yeah it's because yeah. half the value of going to that's fucking Harvard. That's the only Harvard. value. Yeah. Probably, I mean, honestly. aside from just like having the fucking Rolls-Royce logo on the car. You know what I mean? That's the real value is just that shit. So. But I think some of the guys are like selling themselves short, honestly. Like, I mean, there's some smart dudes that have the discipline to put stuff down and it's like, just apply, you know, get out there, put yourself out there, do it. Yeah. And, but as you're going along, uh, what makes you want to write the book then? Oh man, that kind of turned into a little bit of a controversy. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to do this here, but why not? All right, let's address it. Um, there was some of the guys that weren't happy about that other book, you know, and you're going to have that happen. I mean, that's happened with, uh, you know, Vietnam stories, World War II stories. Um, and they were just like, you know, Hey, this is not an accurate representation of what happened. And I'm like, well, number one, uh, none of you, you not all of you talked to that other author. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so really I think he wrote a good story, but it was just the story you guys gave him. But, um, you know, that's kind of Is that of the author that was on the show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, was. And they do, okay. they do like, they, it's, I mean, that shit happens. It and, does. And, and it also, does. Like, it they, so when, after, after an op, we, we do something called a 15-6. It's an investigation paperwork, but basically it's like a after-action report. You write down what happened. Anybody mm-hmm. that's in a leadership position or anybody that was a critical member of some kind of op We'll write a 15-6, a sworn statement about this. Like, we detained this guy. He had this, this, and this with him, or whatever the fuck happened, right? Um, and if you have 10 guys sit down on the same op and write, each write one, they're all going to look different. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so for sure. You know, that's why, like, people will come. There will be two or three or four different books sometimes about the same event come out, and they'll be different. And people are like, oh, somebody's full of shit. It's like, no, people were just in different fucking places. Or, right. Mm-hmm. Or... You know, they were in the same place and they saw things from a different angle. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So it, it, <clears throat> that's, that is the true fog of war. You get happens. 120 guys out there. There's going to yeah. be 120 different stories and they're Just all the way true. There's no, there's no need crazy. to be antagonistic about it. I don't understand people who try to like fucking be dicks about that stuff or, or like, oh, I fucking calling this guy out because what he's seeing is bullshit. It's like, you don't know what he saw. Right. Yeah. You stupid fuck. And as an author, uh, for, the, for that guy who was on the show, because I, I, I enjoyed him, and he was, he was a great yeah, guy. Yeah, he was a great guy. And, and he was a pleasant guy. But when I was talking to him about uh, writing the book and everything else, you go through these interview processes with people, and you know, having just written a, a biography and all that other stuff, you go through the interview, and what they tell you is what they tell you. And like, he spent exactly. a lot of time it, with them. And by yeah. so the, oh, a ton. The, the Operation Resiliency stuff that we do, yes. Bravo Company was the first one to take part. Were you, were you at it? Did you do the Operas thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, it was the first one ever. Yep. It was that. that no year. shit. Yeah. Pilot okay. So it's like all those guys. He's, Ben's been in, integrated with this unit for some time now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's like <clears throat> the solution is to put all the information out, which is, you know, write a book. And that's the biggest thing, too, is like literally because he's part of the chat, because he's part of that, there's a chapter <clears throat> about it in there. I mean, it's called The Book We Love to Hate, only because of there's kind of a split, you know, but it's in there. Honestly, that's the best part is read 
read that to know my thoughts on it. Well, how many people uh, total were in the, the company? Mm, you probably got around 150 bubbas. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to get a, a shit ton of different stories out of that. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest one uh, is, a, is a writer for me personally. Um, I'm a huge fan of like um, rock documentaries and rock books and biographies. There was a book called The Dirt uh, that they ended up turning into uh, a Netflix movie. Um, and it was about Motley Crue. Now, the, the way the writer did it, in my opinion, was extremely interesting because I've never seen this done before. But he interviewed – we all know Motley Crue, obviously, yeah, right? Yeah. Tommy Lee and, and Vince and all those guys. He interviewed all four of them separately. So each chapter was oh, told in oh, each of oh. their voices, and the stories were different. But it was the same thing. It was about the same stories that were going on. Yeah. Hey, what do you remember about this period? Whoa. Well, here's what I and, – and all of them, four different stories for every single chapter yeah. – and you were like, who's telling the truth, who's not? But it's also what you remember at the time and what you were personally going through. So yeah. how did you reconcile that with what that author had allegedly gotten wrong? I mean, honestly, a lot of the like things that people were ticked off about were so small. It was like, that's what you're going to like cry about? So there was a few instances in writing this to where um, got through, didn't say anything about any of this, like, hey, tell me about this incident. They go through the whole incident. Don't tell them what's going on. Write it all down. Talk to the other guys. Get the, the full compilation and find out, all right, now let's start melding this stuff together. And there was people, um, one of the craziest things is because you would think that somebody who was really seasoned, uh, we had one of the guys who had been in before and he told the story. He was like, yeah, I pulled him out of here and this and that. Um, pulled him out of the, um, it was a little canal that he was in that he fell back into and his leg was broken. Um, and he's like, yeah, I pulled him out and got him over there and, and I talked to everybody else. And I talked to the guy that pulled him out. And he's like, no, that was the other guy. I'm like, whoa, like this guy literally put himself in the position of that guy and like remembered all of this stuff. And he that. didn't pull this guy out at all. <laughs> no, I think Ben told the same story on the show. Remember that? Yeah. He was like, that wasn't like when, when they all came back together for the operas event, it was like, no, that wasn't. You, that was him that did that or whatever the fuck. I'm pretty sure he told that story. Yeah, he, he did. But so you actually talked to the two guys, like... Oh, I talked to four or five of did them. Did you put in them together to put, in the same room and then have them figure it out? Or how did that work? Afterwards, I went back and I told him and I was like, hey, look, okay. So I just, I don't want to like freak you out or whatnot, but like this is how I... And I talked to, um, to Lee about it and uh -huh. stuff. And he was just like, whoa. He was, it kind of blew him away. So, I mean, I don't know the full, I wasn't like in, in person, you know, with him, but he just right. went silent on the phone. He was like, really? And I was just like, Ooh, I probably should have told him this in person. Yeah. And that, and that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like, because somebody else's memory of, of an event that was years and years ago, yeah, like you're this. challenging stuff. That's like, they hold as these core mm. things. Right. And then you're saying you didn't do that at all, man. And you, you were misremembering this and I mean, everything respectful else and, about it of course but like yeah, yeah it's but, definitely something that but was, what do you say on the phone like what, right? what's but as an author what do you what do you say i think i have to print because I'm, I'm assuming you have to see look i've got to print the true story of this and what you're saying isn't true and, and do you want to chat about that um, well, no, it I, I don't know that it isn't true exactly, that's not yeah. the right way to say it it's exactly. like you guys have two different versions of the same story yep so that needs to be addressed. But if you're right? pulling a, a human being out of some place, you know, into another place, yeah. 
One guy to safety, wasn't, and it's wasn't a heroic deed. A, yeah, yeah. Yes, are one you, guy wasn't pulling a human being. Yet. Are you familiar with the with transactive memory? Have you ever heard of this? Yes, before? absolutely. So it's like people that are in close quarters together for some reason, whether it's some kind of sociological phenomenon or whether it's like quantum entanglement. Who the fuck knows, right? But you will share parts of memories yeah, together as a waves. group. It's almost like having like old school hard drives that had three discs instead of the solid state drive we use now. There's there's fragments of each piece of information across scattered across those disks to make it more resilient in case one part fails. There's still information everywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. But that's how you're, the human human civilizations work that way as well, right? Right. And I, and I guess where I'm going with this is, um, are you worried about telling the people that their their memory is incorrect because it might ultimately fuck them up uh, even worse about what what they so I mean I talked through to, I talked to some psychologists about it and stuff and i was like hey like this stuff is clear clearly we've been exposed to trauma i mean guys were coming back saying like man i'm having cravings you know i want to smoke i want to drink i have i've been sober for years um you know or some of them the real surprising one was uh three three different guys were like man i was getting smells i'm like what do you mean with smells like actual smells not from their house like not the things they were smelling was causing triggers but they were literally getting their senses tingled to where they were they thought they were smelling things like burning you know, or different things that stuck out on the battlefield is crazy. That, that definitely wasn't there. <clears throat> and it's not there. Yeah. They're like on their couch reading this and they're like, what? Like, j- it's just like hitting those trauma points and they're like re um, like going back through it in a way. Yeah. This is pretty common. So uh, the olfactory gland, which controls taste and smell mm-hmm. is next to your hippocampus, which controls your long-term memory stores and controls your long-term memory. I'm glad I have uh, you here to explain yeah, it's, this. And it's, well, <laughs> smell is, is, is the most powerful, right? It, it's the most closely associated with memory I don't yeah. know about the most powerful, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty common. Cause <clears throat> you know, we've all been places where there's a certain sense you remember from, you know, childhood or trauma or whatever it is. And then when it's in your presence again yeah. for the first time in years, it immediately brings you back to that place. Um, I just had it happen to me over the weekend. Uh, I was staying in an odd hotel. You smelled cat food, and it was like it reminded you of one of your ex girlfriends or something. Yeah, because I, I used to walk her on yeah. a leash uh, <laughs> around the bed, and then I would have her eat out of the. Well, th- otherwise, no. if she if she would pee all over the floor if you didn't do it. Yeah, and then I would have. Which to the first time was kind her. of funny. Yeah, and, but yeah. after that, it started to smell. So, and then after that, it was just full on discipline. No, but it was uh, something odd of like when I was uh, eight years old, there was a outdoor shower that my grandfather had at his, his place by the beach. Go on. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so your grandfather was peeing on stuff too. No, no. But, hey, uh, but there was a, like a, a certain, there was an odd soap because he was in the military. Okay. Um, Go he, on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this will get him worse. Bob's getting hard. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Let, can we grab that barbecue sauce and have Bob lube up there? Um, for whatever reason, like, and he had money, like he, you know, after the military, he had this great job and all this other stuff, but he had a fucking soap on a rope in this goddamn shower. And like, I don't, it, it, it's, old habits die hard. I, that, yes. And so we had to use it. And I was like, it's a very distinct smell from that. Yeah. Cause it's a weird soap. It's not like a good one it's like or I'm anything a cheese else. Soap. Yeah. And I wasn't staying in the best place over the weekend. And I was like. For whatever reason, that soap smell was in this room, and I was like, motherfucker. And then you remember it, right? And I was like, all right, I'm eight years old again, and, I'm, and here I am in this this hotel. I haven't thought about that in years or anything else, that stupid soap on a rope that was always <laughs> hanging there. And uh, and I was like, well, shit. Um, and that, flooding back. Right. Yeah. It all does. And so with this, the only thing that I would be worried about 
like beyond an author, worried. I was yes, worried. Is like that you're gonna yeah. really traumatize people yes. from something they believe to be true or have this memory that was so distinct that they've lived with forever, yeah. and then now you're saying it didn't happen and. They, so I've tried to be really inclusive in writing this thing. I mean, I was sending out, I tried to keep it compartmentalized at first, you know, and stuff and just send out chapters and stuff and like revamp them. Hey, what do you guys, what do you guys think of this? Like in the specific people that were in those instances. And that was another kind of bonus, I guess, as being the RTO because you're carrying the radio. So you got to be out there for everything, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so really it was a lot of it was held squad internal. And I was like, all right, these emails go out to the first squad. These emails go out to the second squad and stuff. And then you brought it all together at the end and everybody's got digital copies of this thing rolling out. And honestly, if any of them see it, uh, see this and they don't have one yet, contact me. So and that way everybody's got the same copy. That's smart. Yeah. I yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's like, I, I've tried to be, you know, not everybody talks. I mean, some of them have gone full on, um, recluse and everything. They just disappear. Well, that, that's, yeah, that was going to be my next question because, uh, a lot of times with veterans, um, you know, again, help, helping Matt write his book and everything else. And, uh, we've had some friends of ours approaches of like, Hey, will you read this? What do you think? And yeah. everything else. Um, I have the same note. A lot of the times with veterans is, uh, and, and the pu publishers will tell you this and I'm sure your publisher did or, or your editor or whoever they'll say, there's more to this story. You've got to dig deeper on this. Like, they just don't want to talk about it. My publisher said, stop. <laughs> really? Yeah. They were, I was like, I like jamming. I'm like, Hey, I got more. I've got more. I've got more. And Cause it like, was too graphic. Um, no, no, no. They were, they were, I mean like it's put together. Uh, there's just, there's no more room like for what I was like, I can just keep going. And there's just no more room, you know, because there were so many people you're trying to jam into the book yeah. and, and the stories on top of stories and everything yep. else. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that is literally most of first platoon. There was a few guys who were like, Hey, look, could you leave my name out of it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, like, why? Um, and it, they're like, honestly, it's not you. Uh, and it's not this project. And just, I'm in a place in my life right now. And I don't want the attention from it. Okay. Uh, that, that's understandable. Yeah. That's yeah. understandable. Um, because then there's other times, like, uh, I'm helping another buddy on a biography now where, like, he overshared stories that I never thought he would have. And I was like, holy shit. And I, <laughs> I had to call him and be like, yo, are you you sure you want this in the book? Like yep. you're a pretty successful dude. And he goes, yes, I want my kids to eventually know one day that there was hardships and, and everything. And, uh, and I want it all there. I was like, all right, yep. cool, man. Um, but yeah, you came in on this too. I, I mean, all of, all of my good and bad stuff from the deployment is in there. So there's one where I caused pretty much almost caused an international incident <laughs> with you that you did. Yeah. What was it over? Um, so I fell asleep at the wheel and hit a truck full of Afghans. And if you know, yeah, I see Dan's face Holy there. Holy shit. And if you know how they roll, so we're in an up armored Humvee and these Afghan commandos are in front of us and we're in this convoy and I've been up 72 hours. We were just on a joint mission with the Brits and we had Afghan commandos and police and they had about 10 people in the back of this pickup truck. So a Hilux or a Ranger, I can't remember what. And I'm like, kind of like, all right, I've never fallen asleep before. Everybody's tired here. It's all right. Crack the window. I'll be all right. Next thing you know, there's bowling pin Afghans. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then so from there, um, thankfully, nobody actually got seriously hurt. One guy broke his leg. But you've got, we were just out there. Everybody's sleep deprived. Uh, you just had an American hit these Afghans. And all of a sudden. Are they, they civilians? 
Oh no no no! They're they're Afghan commandos. Oh, okay, I got you. Holy so shit! They're mediators too. They line up, and they all start racking. And their commander comes out and is like screaming at us. And he comes up to my my window, the Humvee, and he pulls his pistol out. And Dan, you know what pistols are for over there. Execution. Yeah, and he clacks it against my window, and he's like, get out. I'm like, I look over my squad leader, and he's like, do not get out of this car no matter what. <laughs> and the guy's up on the 50 cal, and his legs start shaking because his adrenaline's going. Uh, and he's like, dude, are, are we going to freaking kill some guys? Like, what's going on, man? Like, am I going to shoot them? Like, what's up? And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Um, and out of nowhere, uh, one of our interpreters, Gucci, came out of nowhere and um kind of saved the whole situation de-escalated it the uh next rung up of the afghan commanders came running up out of nowhere and cracked this dude in the head with uh with his pistol and was like started screaming off at him and freaking and just shut it down but i was like oh my god like here we go we're just gonna end up in this huge i thought it was done after that jesus i was like they're sending me home that's it and um my squad leader (laughs) my squad leader hooked it up he was just like, look, let's, you know, let's just, and they're like, he's going to be severely punished. <laughs> and, and the guy who broke his leg, was he an Afghan or was he one of yours? Afghan. Okay. Afghan. And so, because at that point then, one would think, hey, dude, drag him out of the car. Like, yeah, break his leg. Well, eye for an eye. break his leg, kill yeah. him, and yeah. then we can kind of move on with the night. Yeah. At least we're even. <laughs> and somebody called that off, huh? Yeah. Man crazy you're a weird guy dude right like you've been able to laugh through all this shit dude which is gnarly oh no no i mean it was all it's it's all stuff that happened you live through it and you gotta be able to smile about it i guess so but you know? holy shit do you not have dreams about that no like a matter of fact i didn't even want to write this thing not in the way of like i couldn't face it although some of the stuff that came up during it like there's there was chapters where i was surprised i was like whoa i'm having an emotional reaction here like what what's going on i didn't think anything was there before um, dude, man, I just lost track and we're live. No, that's, that's fine. Who cares? <laughs> you didn't yeah, want to write the book, <clears throat> but, um, that's what you said. You didn't want to write the book. Yeah. I didn't want to write the book. Um, you know, I didn't want to be the one to challenge all those other guys, uh, and those memories and have to go through all this, but like, really, honestly, it's out of the book being put out, um, kind of brought it on. So, I mean, this one wouldn't even be there without that one. Had, had you written anything before this? Um, I wrote something. I just never published it. Never even tried. Uh, it was actually had to do with transitioning out of the military to the civilian side and kind of the different things that I came across. Um, my old CO wants me to put it out, but maybe one day. Okay. Soon, you know. All right. But, Shit, man. Yeah. This is a wild fucking day today. This is fun. I wasn't expecting to get anything like this because you don't look like the typical guy, you know? Oh, man. I'm sure you hear that all the time. <laughs> Usually it's it's a guy like Dan, right? A motherfucker like Dan rolls up to you in real life and you're like, ah shit, this dude's been in some shit, right? Whereas you kind of look like the IT guy at fucking Office Depot where you're just Most like, of the holy guys shit. Kind of equate me to that too, you know? Oh, Mr. IT. That's hilarious, dude. Like, because even when you came in here, I was like, all right, is he from Spectrum? Like, are we getting shit fixed today? Like, what's what's going on? Somebody sent the cable guy. <laughs> you look too normal and straight laced, and uh, you know, no, no offense, obviously. No, no, it's all good. You just kind of know when to flip the switch. Yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, your hand finally rolled up, and you were missing a finger. And then once you were missing that digit, you Step told one. me it was from wood split, and it had nothing to do with the military. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, fuck, man. Um, well, you can use a wood splitter on a person. 
You could, and it would be a, <clears throat> be a blast. That's essentially how Vlad the Impaler operated, yeah. just without pneumatics. <sighs> be fucking awesome. He's uh, gravity, right? Mm-hmm. So look, when, when, rocks. when does this come out? Because uh, I, I know we said October 31st, but like, when, when is a copy that I can actually have? Because this isn't... I will have them send you one. A per- perfect. Because yes. that's, that's what I want. Usually well, they send us two. the books. Yeah, usually they, they send it to us in advance. And Dan and I read it and all that stuff. But uh, So I've pushed them on the Airborne timeline. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, they hate me. Because like October 31st was put up. But then I was like, look, like that is the deadline. Like, cause they tried to push it back. If you look on Amazon, I think they actually moved it to December and the day of, I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's going back. Like, or I'm pulling it and they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, tell me the disconnect. I'm a problem solver. Tell me the disconnect. And it turns out it, it had something to do with the shipping. Um, there wasn't going to be enough copies here in time to mm-hmm. actually do a full on launch. I guess Barnes and Noble picked it up. So, um, and that's the other thing. I'm like, it's going to be on the shelves for Veterans Day. Like, right. That's what you want. Sure. Uh, it's just when, the Halloween. You're, when you're dealing with hardbacks and things like that, I think that's what they're talking about is trying to print enough in time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we got a stateside distributor now, so we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to push it out. Right on. Yeah. Right on. It's going to be on Ingram. So, I mean, if you have a bookstore or anything like that, put it on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Go um, to your library. Well, shit, now's the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Warned about this. Uh, you were. Who would you like to give the drinking bro of the week to? All right, I'm going to be cheesy right now because, quite honestly, this whole thing is from the guys. Yeah. You know, it's all of them. But, I mean, one guy in particular, um, Dave Huff, has kind of pushed me through some of the stuff and been like, hey, man, you can do better, so be better. So, to Dave. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, the book is called Damn the Valley. It is out uh, Halloween. Halloween. Can you pre-order now on Amazon and everything? You can pre-order on Amazon. I also have a little bit of a cool project on damnthevalleybook.com. So there's pre-order author signed copies. Okay. Um, The reason why I did that is those ones, those actually don't help out book numbers, but what, and there's only going to be a limited amount, but it's so that I can actually afford to put out 150 copies to the other guys. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cheers. I'm going to have some cramps, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) uh, look, uh, I think Tim Kennedy signed 5,000, so. Yeah. I'm going to have to hit him up and say, hey, what what do I got to do? Start those exercises. (laughs) It's it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot, my friends. Well, he just, whenever Tim's not doing anything, he's at home ripping phone books in half. (laughs) And that's just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. You know, that's just Tim at the end of the day. It doesn't at all. Uh, and then I'd like to bring up uh, our own drinker bro. JNL Barbecue came in today. They uh, they brought food in for the entire office. Uh, whenever any bunny brings in food for the entire office, they get to come up on the show here, uh, especially from JNL Barbecue. Uh, and with you in particular, I think you guys have a new location coming out. Yeah, um, we're having our first pop up next month on the twenty first. And it's going to be at our original spot over at um, Buzzmill on East Riverside, opening another food trailer over there. What's the address of it so everybody can find it? Um, I don't remember. There we go. 1505 Town Creek. We should just have your wife on. You know that, right? Like, she's over there. She's the brains of the operation here. Definitely. Hop on in here. Tell everybody here what the address is so everybody knows. 
1505 Town Creek Drive. 1505 Town Creek it's, Drive. It's yes, the Buzz Mill. It's right off East Riverside. It's got the map up here if you want to look at it. Perfect. It's like, look, here's 35. You take a ride on Riverside. You drive like two, three minutes. It's on your left. Oh, easy. That's that's probably quicker for us, Bob. Right from here? Yes. Yeah. Then, then their current location probably yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. A little bit faster. A little bit faster. Um, but I'm amped about that. What is going to yeah. be different about this one that is different about the other one? So this is going to be full nudity. Is uh, it? Wow. Full, you said it's full, full, nudity. Nudity. Yeah. full frontal. Full um, <laughs> frontal nudity there. Yeah. The other one's topless only. So Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. We're all the bases. Yeah, you have to. Um, so pretty much with this new one, we're not going to just offer the traditional barbecue that we do over at the restaurant. It's going to be more geared towards our smoked burgers. And, oh, huge um, fan of those burgers. And our barbecue sandwiches. Thank you. Yeah, gigantic fan of those burgers. My so God, no. the first day for that pop-up, we're opening it up with a Pinewood Derby race. Okay. And then um, hopefully we have our full opening the Saturday right before Halloween and have a big party for that too. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Cheers, dude. Dude, thank you. Yeah. And we wouldn't have been able to do it without, without the community. Like, seriously, we, we would not have been able to make it through summer. If it wasn't for drinking bros just being in every day to support us and check us out. Man, like, it's been a brutal summer here, dude. For every bit of the restaurant industry, especially barbecue, just because like... It's I outdoors. Mean, it's so damn hot out. It is. And just like going through everything that you have to do to make barbecue and try and um, try and like predict what the future is going to be as far as your pars and what you're going to cook... It's, it's been rough. Well, if you're looking to predict the future, you should uh, link up with Nostril Damas. Yeah. Which is me on cocaine it's, it's on predicting cocaine. the future. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to do that on Patreon one night. Yeah. We're going to give Dan a ton of cocaine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then have yeah. him predict the future. I'll let you know exactly what the fuck's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We'll be here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm in for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a location on that, Bob? Are you looking for it there? Well, Look, this, is the old, this, this is the old street sleuth, view. Dude. There you go. This is, I don't know how dated this is. That's what oh, I like yeah, so, The big yellow coffee sign? Yeah, pop That's it up. It. So that black trailer right there, that is a bagel trailer right now, and we're about to take that over, and that's going to be our new spot. There you go. No shit. So it's just right there, right in front of the building. So There yeah. you go, dude. Let's go. Uh, that's great. Congratulations. Uh, actually, your J&L so sign's up. This is old enough that... Yeah, it's there. Your J&L sign's still here. Yeah. Look at that, dude. That thing yeah. was crunchy as fuck when I took it down. Well, <laughs> Is that because of the bums? Uh, it's the bums and... Peeing on it and whatnot? A little bit of the... A little bit of the sun, but mostly the bums. Oh, yeah. word. Semen, bums. Yeah. Bums and semen. It, they just made it that, that special cupcake of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is always nice. <laughs> which is always nice. Did he ever show you that video of a bum... And his smoker behind their building right now. She reached in and grabbed hot coals with her bare fucking hands. No way. And yeah. Put, what like, happened? What? She, she like she she restarted the fire. <laughs> like the fire had already been dead for hours. She restarted the fire, picked up a coal out of it, and you see this in ca on camera. And she's just like hanging out with it, forgets that it's in her hand, drops it, gets the fire going, and then starts grabbing the fire with her bare Holy hands and throwing it on the ground. Shit. And normal, did she end up okay? There was or did she this is what the government doesn't want you to know. <laughs> no, I know, but, that but crack what cocaine makes you a fucking superhero. It's That's why everybody's dope. afraid of Hunter Biden right now. It sure yeah. is. Because they know the powers that he has. 
That's it was the craziest shit ever. Yeah, it, it, it was almost like she was applying for a job. She already had hot hands. He could start a fire without any kind of Fuck, any, any kind of help. But get her going, dude. It was, it, it was about one twelve most of the summer here. Yeah. Um, today's cooled down a little bit. What are we down to ninety four today or some bullshit? It like, feels great outside right now. But it's well compared to what it's been. Yeah. But with you guys, because uh, you walked me back there one day uh, when I was with the kids. Yeah. How hot is it by the smokers then? Um. A lot hotter. One thirty, and probably about between one twenty, one twenty-five, somewhere around there. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just what we do. Brutal, yeah. Fucking a. Uh, best barbecue in Austin. That was Dude, worth appreciate it. that. It's worth it. Uh, absolutely. And go check out their new spot. What's the address? One more time. The <laughs> there you go. Get the it, new spot is yeah. going to be at the Buzz Mill at fifteen oh five Town Creek Drive. There you go. <laughs> 1505 Town Creek Drive will be the new JNL. The burgers are some of the best I've ever had in my entire life. Huge fan. Check them out if you're in Austin, Texas. Uh, and again, thanks for popping in today and feeding Definitely. the studio and the crew and everybody. We greatly appreciate it. And then uh, we got one. Are you allowed to come up on camera? Yeah, you. Yeah, hey girl, come on. You were here today. This was the only time that we've had a, a girl come in by herself today. Uh, you switch Cheers, swap guys. out with them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, this is the only time we've had a female come in alone and check out the show. Shit. Why this is so rare is uh, 97.4% of our audience is dudes and uh, 2.6 well, are ladies. Put that about an inch from your face. I've been watching you guys since episode one. That's what I'm saying. You're the 2.6. So Two like, points, that's, that, that's it. That's like lady wise. That's all we had. You came in solo today. Tell everybody your name. I'm Cherish. Cherish. Yeah. I'm, I, you replied to my Facebook comment yesterday and told me you'd be here. So. Did I? Yes. Oh, is that me? Great. Yeah. Well, we tried I, well, maybe to. Maybe it was a bot. I don't know. We tried to. No, no, no. Well, look, Dan and I will try to whoever's here of like, hey, dude. Here's where we are. And, I and don't blah, try. Blah, blah. I do. No, he doesn't give a shit. I do. I try. I don't try. No. So, did I tell you we were here from like 12 to 5? Yeah, Is that you? I okay, great. Come by, I said I'd come by a few times and you weren't fucking here. So well, I was like, I'm not driving all the way over here if nobody's damn day, here. dude. We're here That's from like 12 said, to 6 every day. But I came day. by and nobody was here. Yesterday? I almost picked up. No, uh, last week. We were out of town last uh, week. Oh, we were out of town last week. Yeah. Well, in the week before that. It was right when we were out of town that week too. Yeah, dude. Sports shit. Look at you. Yeah. We no, tell I only everybody watch when we're gone. I only watch watch baseball, hockey, so I don't care about football. Okay, understandable. Unless That's fine. it's the Packers, and then I just hate on them. Well, the Packers are. You hate the Packers? I hate the Packers. Okay, who's your team? Bears. I don't really have a team. You just hate the Packers. I just hate teams. Like That's I hate. She's, uh, like, she's lactose intolerant. Yes. Right. Yeah, I understand. I hate so. the Packers because I used to work across from a Packers bar, and the fans were ridiculous. Wow. And so I just hate. They tipped the worst. So just hate them. Really, Packers fans? Yeah. No it was shit. in Oklahoma, and okay. there was a Packers bar, and they Gross. were the worst. Yes. Gross. Yes. Uh, anybody you'd like to give a shout out to, Junior Bro of the Week? Who would you like to give Junior Bro of the Week to? Probably my son, because he. Um, he should be a better son, yeah. <laughs> is he a terrible kid? No, he's kid? a really good kid. Um, How old is he? He just turned 11. <laughs> okay. I got married super young. It was yeah, how old are you now? 30. Oh, shit. So you popped out a kid at 19. Huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> look at you doing math. Yeah, look at you me. You know what? You're not, me, even, you're not even Asian, dude. <laughs> I know. Isn't it crazy? It's weird. <laughs> he's good at math, shockingly. I've got round I was eyes. I though. I've got round eyes, you know? No yeah. slants in I things. was accused of being Asian a few times, and I'm like, not even close. Is that an accusation? Uh, I, Doesn't uh, an accusation kind of... Uh, 
implied that it's bad to be Asian? Maybe, but in her case, I think it would be good because it would make you smarter. It There's would explain lot. the math thing. It sure would. Mm. Yeah. So you wish your kid was better? What's wrong with no, him now? No, it was a joke because he's a really fucking good kid. Okay, good. He's a boy and he has three fucking sisters, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've got four kids? I do. You married now? On purpose. I was. He died last year. Oh, sorry oh, to hear that. Yeah. Apologies. Uh, he was not. <laughs> let's be nice. <laughs> he was a good father. He was not the best husband. Okay. Yeah. How did he die? Do you mind me asking? Oh, no. He was, he'd been in the military. He got type 1 diabetes. He got fucking medically discharged. And then he drank a lot because of being sick. And then uh, just went to sleep one day and didn't fucking wake up. That'll do it. Yeah. If you've got diabetes, probably don't drink a bunch of uh, know. alcohol. I know. Yeah. But he left me with that TRICARE, <clears throat> so why the fuck should I complain? What's the TRICARE? <laughs> TRICARE is uh, government insurance, basically. Is it Military good? insurance. Uh, it's better than nothing. It pays for therapy. It does. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, look. For uh, me and the kids. That's what people are bitching about the Screen Actors Guild, because they've got great insurance, and that's it. The rest of the union's bullshit, so. Okay. I needed to know. It's just something I needed to know. <laughs> no, I'm, like, overly sharing sometimes. It's not that. I'm one of those people that needs to know the answers about things, or I, don't I, mind. I can't I, move people on People always, like, he killed life. himself, and I'm like... No, he would be <laughs> super pissed if that was his legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just drank a lot and had a great time. And then we were on vacation at the beach and he was asleep on the porch and I woke up and he wasn't breathing and did CPR and they lifelighted him and never woke up. Okay. I, I, it's a good way to end and the I show mean, he, he always told me, like, I'm not going to die old in my bed. And I'm like, don't fucking say that. All but right. he was right. Well, I, he did it, yeah. you know. Um, I like I like ending shows super dark like this. Is I it weird? like dark humor and people Same don't here. get me. I make no. jokes about him being dead all the time and people are like, oh my God. I'm like, it's funny to me because why am I going to sit around and cry about it? Yeah. There's nothing you can do at this no. point. So no, yeah. that's why my son, cause he doesn't have his dad and we just moved down here and okay. all sorts of shit. So, well, we appreciate you stopping by the studio today. Yeah, for sure. I've watched you again, like since before it was a video show. It's weird. Be, I'm like, Oh my God, I see him in person. I've heard their voices for like 10 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then we're just sitting right in front of you. Here. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, they're real. Yeah. It's not an AI people. on the internet. Not yet. It will be one day. It will, day. Probably be. It will, will be. Not today. Today we're real. Give it a couple years. This might no. be AI. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay. I don't know how you get AI this bullshit. Probably not. It would be way too. Dan on cocaine doing Nostradamus, like that'd be 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 fucking awesome, dude. So yeah, we'll get a huge bag and we'll dump it out on Patreon, and then we'll see what happens. Mm. We'll predict the future here. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we should do it at the end of the year. Remember we did that end of the year episode with Alex Jones where we had him predict the next year, and he picked uh, RBG dying right before the election. Uh, yeah. Are you saying he was involved? (laughs) Oh, I'm saying he's never said he wasn't. Yeah. So you know. Should probably ask him on record. Uh, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to. Wouldn't you love to get Alex Jones under oath? Yes. Just for like twenty minutes. He's fucking great. He It'd was under awesome. oath, but they didn't ask him any good questions. I know. Mm, they asked him one good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. That was great. It sure was. Uh, thanks for tuning in, kids. What a wild show today. Uh, I was not expecting any of this to happen, and it did. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like doing podcasts. Every well, day. I live here now, so I might harass you all the time. Go ahead, dude. Pop in whenever. When I'm not in school. Pop in whenever. Take care of your kids, though. You know, they take care of themselves. I just like supervise. Keep them goddamn babies out the street. That's what, that's they what said teachers in, are for. That's what they said in Boys in the Hood. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, kids. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five star, and you can walk away. And you can pre-order Damn the Valley. 
by William Yeski right now on Amazon. Uh, we get college football here coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. If you want to pop on over to Drinking Bros Sports, we'll be live over there. For D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone. Introducing Firefly Resorts, an all-new luxury RV and tiny home resort in Fredericksburg, Texas. Experience a getaway in our premium RV sites or cozy tiny homes surrounded by nature's beauty. Learn more at stayatfireflyresort.com. Boss JCB is your resource for the best quality heavy equipment, parts, service, and more in San Antonio, Round Mountain, and Austin. We offer the best in new and used JCB equipment, along with expert parts and service teams to keep you running. Whether you've got a few machines or a full fleet, we've got you covered. Listen to learn more about what Boss JCB can do for your operation. 